hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew 7 24. Welcome to Jesus.com podcast, KOFC Kadosh. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ.
Destinies be changed. I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit Himself will touch hearts unto repentance. Let your word be as fire, let it burn every chaff, let it be as hammer, let it break every yoke. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the people of God say, Amen. Your name is a strong tower, Jesus. To you belong.
Hallelujah. Amen. You're welcome to church. And I believe that you will not live the same. Amen. Today I want to preach a message I have entitled The Art of Following. The Art of Following. Hallelujah. The Art of Following. I'm preaching from a book written by our father, Bishop Dark Ewart Mills. And the title of the book is The Art of Following. Amen. The Art of Following. Do you like the title? Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Art of Following. Amen. You know, I want you to take this message very seriously. And the reason is very simple. Many of us are young. And one of the greatest blessings in life is to have somebody that you can follow. Amen. And I've come to see that it is also one of the most difficult things to do, to follow somebody. Amen. When I look at my children, I realize that to date, all that they know is as a result of following. Just following. Everything they know is as a result of following. The way they dress is as a result of following. The way they speak, even the language they speak, is as a result of following. And following has added so much value to their lives that, I mean, when you look at them, you realize that they have grown. Amen. And you know, one thing that amazes me is that when Jesus walked on the face of this earth, this is how he called his disciples. He will be walking. He will see him, said, Patrick, follow me. <laughs> that is all. Follow me. That, that's how Jesus used to call his disciples. Oh, you can sit down. <laughs> he would just say, Kwamina, follow me. And as they are following him, they begin to see transformation. That is why at a point, they saw Peter preaching. They said, ah, we can see, Father, that these people, they have been with Jesus. Why? Because the Bible says that they were unlearned men. In other words, they hadn't even been to school. But just following their lives changed. Even their English. You know, Archbishop said, Archbishop Duncan Williams, he said, he went up to class six. He said at a point, he couldn't even speak proper English. But following God, hey, now when you even hear the vocabulary the man has, you wonder that this is somebody who, who says he didn't go to school. But just following God, 
it has transformed his life completely. Completely. Amen. But you see, it's very difficult sometimes to follow. Very difficult to follow. But you know, there is such great blessings in just following. You know, when I look at my life as a Christian, I realize that I have benefited from just following. Sometimes even following to a point where I don't understand what is happening, but I'm just following. <laughs> because you see, when you're a child and you are being taught certain things, sometimes you don't understand them. But you have to follow. <laughs> Amen. Are you feeling cold? <laughs> some people are hiding their hands. Charlie, technical thing, you can help some of us. <laughs> Before the people freeze on me, some people are hiding their hands in their... <laughs> Amen. So when you read um, Matthew 4 in verse 18, it says, Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee and he saw two brethren, Simon, which is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. And the Bible says that they were casting their net because they were fishes. These were two people who were, who were working and he said to them, follow me. Follow me. Just follow me. <laughs> follow me. Pastor Patrick, follow me. <laughs> follow me. So Jesus was moving. And then Peter, who was working on? And in the, you see, sometimes, you see, some of you, it's because you are in Ghana, you don't respect fishermen. Because when we say fisherman, you see Kole. You see Jamestown. And it's like the people are not prosperous. So you don't respect fishermen. But look, for those of you who don't know, Jamestown is British Accra. Those days, that was, that was town, downtown. Yeah. You know, and in those days in the Bible, fishermen, they are not children. If I, even now, when you go to the developed countries, people went to fisheries and things. Oh, Pastor Patrick, you can be, have your seat. Who went to fisheries and things? They are not small people. Who. So when you read the Bible, it says, oh, Peter and Andrew, they were fishing, and Jesus came, and he said, follow me. And they left the nets. And they started following him. Look, it's not a small thing. It's not a small... I mean, it's like you are, you are going to... You have gotten admission. Or, you have, sorry, you have gotten employment with Bill Gates' affiliated IT firm. <laughs> and then Pastor K comes. He says, I want us to start some serious church in Ashima. So I need you to follow me. You will look at me up and down. <laughs> you see this guy, I say, Jama But he told them, he said, follow me. And he told them why. He said, follow me. And I will make you fishes of men. <laughs> you know, when God called these two people, he had an assignment for them. He said, the assignment is that I'm going to equip you 
so that you will stop fishing, catching fishes. But now you are going to catch human beings. <laughs> he said, you are going to be fishers of men. Hallelujah. Amen. But you see, what amazes me is that all Jesus told them was that, follow me. Follow me. <laughs> you, I will say the word follow me so that by the time you leave the service, you won't forget the message. Because last week I asked somebody, after the service, I asked them, what, what, what did Auntie Edwina preach? I said, did you, were you blessed by the message? He said, oh, it was very powerful. I said, what, what did Auntie Edwina preach? He said, oh, um, oh, Oh, Pastor K, Pastor K. She had forgotten. She had forgotten. She had forgotten. So these days, I'm trying to make the message as simple as possible. I'll say, follow me, follow me, follow me. Huh? By the time it's like, follow me, you'll be following you. I said, so all these powerful things that you're doing, you can remember. Unbelievable. So Jesus said, follow me. Follow me. You know, you will think that people are following God. But people are not following God. This message, I'll be preaching about this message for a very long time. <laughs> so this, 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 today I'm just introducing it to you. You think that people are following God? Though? People are not following God at all. Jesus said, follow me. Follow me. You know, when you look at somebody like Jesus, you will think that people will just like to follow him. I mean, can you imagine in those days, somebody who works miracles, speaks to the winds, the winds obey. I mean, such a mighty man of God. You would think that people would naturally follow him. But no. There were people that Jesus, even Jesus himself told to follow. They didn't follow him. In Luke, I think, 58 or 59, there was a guy like that. Jesus said to him, follow me. He said, I want to follow you, but let me go and bury my father. That's, that's the guy that Jesus told let the dead bury the dead. Jesus said, follow me. He said, no. I have some funeral to go. Let me finish the funeral. Then I will come and follow you. There was another guy in, I think, Mark 10. This guy, hey, he had done everything that God wanted him to do. He came to God. He came to Jesus. Then Jesus said, you lack one thing. He said, there's only one thing. I mean, some of us, if God, you met Jesus, God would say you have about 355,000 things. <laughs> but this guy, not him. He said, only one thing. Only one thing. There is only one thing that is standing between you and following me. And sometimes it's like that. 
You have done a lot of things. You've joined the choir, you've joined, but you are not following. You see, don't be deceived to think that the fact that you are doing something in church means that you are following God. He said, you have done everything, but thou lackest one thing. And he told him what that one thing was. He said, go and sell your possessions. Give it to the poor. Then come and follow me. Look, you know, sometimes you pray. You know, look. People feel that if I can get a revelation, if God speaks to me, I'll follow him. It's not true. Look, an angel can open the door to your, to your bedroom, appear with flappy wings. In fact, when the angel leaves, there can be feathers on the floor. You will see it with your own eyes and you will pick them up, touch it. But you can, you can have such an experience. You won't obey that angel. That is why when the, when the rich man died and went to hell, and he told Abraham, he said, send Lazarus from hell. He's dead, but let him resurrect. And let him go and tell that I have five brethren. He said, no. They have Moses and the prophets. He said, if they don't believe him, if I were to even raise somebody from the dead, <laughs> don't believe him. Don't believe. How did I get into that one? Sorry. He had to sell his possessions, yes. So this guy, Jesus told him, he said, go and sell your possessions. Go and sell it. And then when you sell it, give it to the poor. Then when you finish, come and follow me. The Bible says the guy was very sad. You know, sometimes as a pastor, when I tell people what God wants them to do, sometimes you see that as the person is leaving, the person is very sad. <laughs> sometimes I tell people, this relationship that you are inside is a bad relationship. Break it! You see, then as the person is leaving my presence, the person is very sad. But you see, Jesus said that I want you to follow me. But before you can follow me, you have to go and sell. He said the guy was very sad. But you, you, know, the, you know the interesting thing? Jesus didn't tell this man what will happen after he follows him. But when the man became sad and he left, then Jesus turned to the disciples. Then he told the disciples the future of that man. He told them, he said, look, there is nobody that has left houses, brothers, sisters, wives, husbands. There is nobody like that who has left all these things to come and follow me. And I have not given them in this life houses, brothers, sisters, uncles, aunties. And yea, 
in the life after also. He said, there's nobody like that. So sometimes when God calls you, he say, come, follow me, follow me. It looks like God, God, God is going to spoil your life. It looks like you are going to lose out. It looks like you are going to, you are not going to enjoy. <laughs> the guy was sad. The call of God is making you weep. The call of God on your life is making you weep. You see, that's why some people don't even read the Bible. Because, like, they, they, they are better off not knowing what God wants them to do. Yeah. Because, like, as they get the revelation, the Bible, it's like it pains them. Oh, so this one, we can't do it. Yeah. Follow me. Follow me. Today, I'll just explain what follow me means. And then we'll close. Just dictionary. At least I've quoted a few scriptures. So I can give you some dictionary definitions of follow me. Follow. The word follow. This one is dictionary. It says... To go or come after, move behind in the same direction. To go or come after, move behind in the same direction. Brother Patrick, please follow me. <laughs> so, from this definition, it says, when God says you should follow him and you are following him, it means that you are after, you are behind God and you are moving in the same direction. So as I'm moving like this, Pastor Patrick, follow me. Pastor Patrick is moving in the same direction. If Pastor Patrick starts moving towards this direction, is he following me? No. He's not following me. And that is how some, some of us are. We are in opposite direction. <laughs> opposite. Opposite direction. When you are following somebody, you move in the same direction. In the same direction. In the same direction. You know, one day, my wife told my daughter that she was going to do something for her. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I think that she was going to buy her something. And she discussed it with me. And I said, oh, it's not, that one is not better. She should do something else, which was nicer and better. 
But she had already discussed it with this little girl. So in the little girl's mind, let's say she was buying her doll or something. So in her mind, she had seen the doll with the hair <laughs> and everything. But when she told me, I said, oh, no, don't buy her a doll. A doll, they, they'll remove the hand, they'll pull it apart. Within two days, the doll will be spoiled. So maybe rather buy her, let's say, an iPad. So that that one, she can read from it, she can do this. But you see, she had discussed the door with the little girl. So the little girl was expecting a door. So she was very happy about the door. So I have two girls, they are twins. So she told one that, oh, daddy says I shouldn't buy you the door. She went to say, I said. <laughs> <laughs> Then she became very upset. Said, oh, mommy. Very bored and upset. One reaction. <laughs> then she told another, the other one. He said, Daddy said you shouldn't buy a dog. They said, Okay, so what did Daddy say you should buy? <laughs> so Daddy said, I should buy this rather. Okay, it's okay. If Daddy said you should buy that one, then I like that one. And I was standing there watching the two of them. <laughs> I said, <"Hey." laughs> But you see, as a father, I, I was moved towards one. I said, this person likes what I like. So it's like, but you see, for some of us, God, God likes this, but you like this one. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm a father. It's, it's so nice to see what to see your, your child liking what you like. It, it's not, you don't have any idea. You are not a father yet. That's why. I'm telling you. I was so moved. I said, wow. He said, if daddy says that, I, I also like that thing. She was willing to go in my direction. <laughs> in the same direction. Same direction. Same direction. You know, me, I always tell myself, I said, life is too short to experiment with my life. There are many things I've not been through. Many things I've not gone through. Do you know why? I simply follow, 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 follow. One day I went somewhere with my wife and there was a dog in the house. And when we were going, I said, my wife should follow me. She passed somewhere else. <laughs> and we are, and she came behind me. She came, she said, quiz, quiz, quiz. she was behind me like that. And I said, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And me, I like dogs. I don't have a problem with dogs at all. It can be an obsession or whatever. No. I've read a lot about dogs, so I'm cool. Batman. Oh, no, no, no. You know, let me give you a secret about dogs. <laughs> dogs can smell fear. Dogs. They can smell fear. So when a dog does, ah, you are dead meat. <laughs> so maybe you are afraid, but just smile. <laughs> So your heart can be pounding, boom, 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 but just, 
You are, your hand is shaking, oh. But you are keeping cool. The dog will just cool off. It will still be the... They can smell fear. So when that dog started doing... Then she came behind me. As soon as she was behind me, she felt safe. Some of you are too exposed because you are not following God. Too exposed. Too exposed to different things in life. Exposed to sexually transmitted diseases. Exposed to all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Because you simply cannot follow. Can't follow. Can't follow. Can't follow. Can't follow. Prophet has had to counsel me in marriage once. After that counsel, he has never had to counsel me about marriage again. Never again. He gave me the principle. He said in marriage is endurance. Your ability to take bullshit. Yes. Yes. I said, thank you, prophet. He says, for me, I don't like nonsense, so then don't marry. Stay with yourself. Yeah. Because whoever you marry to will bring a lot of nonsense. Yes. So those who are successful in marriage, they're the ones who can handle nonsense. From that, I told my wife, I'm the nonsense prefect in this house. I handle nonsense here. Yeah, yeah. So any nonsense you have, bring it on. I'm enjoying my marriage. Yeah. Follow. 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 Look, I, I, I just follow. I don't operate by my own wisdom. So sometimes, you see, Shadrach, Meshach, sometimes I give people advice. This advice, and sometimes the advice I'm giving is an advice that me, myself, I've done it to. I've done this thing that I'm saying. I've seen the results. Then I tell somebody, do the same thing. And the person becomes sad. So when Jesus said to Peter, follow me, he had good thoughts, good plans. Beautiful ideas and dreams ahead for them. But many of us, as we are following God, so we say, same direction. Number two, number five, hey, number two. It says to imitate or copy. Hmm. This is a dictionary. Dictionary definition. If you have a dictionary, you can also open to your dictionary. It says to imitate or copy. To use as an exemplar. Imitate or copy. So when Jesus told them, follow me, do you know what Jesus was saying to them? Imitate me. 
He says, copy me. <laughs> you know, some of the things that are very hard for you to do, eh, or that you think you can't do, is because you are not copying or imitating somebody who has done it. When you start imitating and copying somebody who has done that thing, you see that you are doing the same thing. <laughs> when Jesus called them, he said, follow me. In other words, he said, copy me, imitate me. Imitate me. There are things that look hard and difficult. Hard! But I'm telling you, it's like building a house. It's one of the, the, the hardest and most difficult things you can do. But if you can imitate and copy somebody who has built a house, you'll be surprised that you will build the same house. Imitate and copy. You know, it, it, it surprises me how copy has become such a bad word. Of course, it's because of school. <laughs> yeah. Copying. Look, copying. Everybody says you have to be an original. Really? What is an original? What is an original? Eh? In fact, one day I was asking someone, so who, how do you know that we are not supposed to be walking with our hands and rather eating with our legs? <laughs> how do you know? Because you came to meet people walking with their legs and eating with their hands. Yeah. More than 90% of the things you know and you do, there are things you copied and imitated. But it's like when it comes to certain things, it's like, no, you need to be an original in that area. And those are the areas that you fail. The areas that it's like you feel you need to be an original. That's the areas that you fail. Ask all the great musicians. They are, they all are, they are all copycats. Yes, they all have mentors, people that they have copied, dubbed. Pepe, pepe. Pepe, pepe. <laughs> So when Jesus said, follow me, he said, I need people who are going to copy and imitate me. Copy and imitate me. Copy and imitate me. You know, if you are somebody eh, who copies, you learn fast. You learn very fast. Just by copying, you learn fast. Because there are many things in life, sometimes you even understand them after you have done them. After. For instance, recently I was listening to Bishop Doug. He was preaching. And then he said something that surprised me. He said, I don't have any regrets in life. He said, if I look back on my life, there is nothing that I wish I would have done differently. Can you say the same thing? <laughs> And he said, actually, there's one thing, one thing that I think I would have done differently if I was to go back into time. My ears popped open because at least I have not gone past that time too much. So I was trying to, I was hoping that it would be something that I can change so that I'll have an advantage. <laughs> then he said, if I had to go back into time, 
The only thing I would do differently. This is Bishop Dag Heward Mills. He said, and Bishop Dag married in his mid-twenties. In his mid-twenties. He said, I will marry earlier. Mm. He said, I will marry whilst I was in school. Uh, it's a message. <laughs> I was very surprised. I was very surprised. Very surprised. Very surprised. Somebody who married around 26, he said, if I had to go back to time, I'll marry earlier. And here you are. You see, so, you see, but listen, listen. You see, you can hear something like this. Oh. You can hear something like this. Me, I married because I heard prophets saying that. I'm sorry, when I was going to school, Bishop told me, he said, when you get to school, it's the best opportunity to choose. He said, when you leave campus, you will not find anywhere in the world where they have put girls in rooms with numbers. Floors, different floors. He said, you won't get it anywhere again in the world. So when you enter that school, of the other things that you'll be doing, make sure that you get into one of those rooms with numbers, select one of the four girls in the room for yourself. <laughs> and I looked around. This one married after university. This one married after university. I said, hey, me too. I'll marry after university. Stupid. When my wife finished school, she came November, December. <laughs> I was trotting on the on the touchline. <laughs> Waiting for the referee to blow the whistle. <laughs> have another generation of UD church members who don't marry young. Who marry when they want to marry? Who marry when they feel like marrying? Who marry when they have money and they have bought a car and they have built a house? They are not copying or imitating. (laughs) So they are not following. They are not following. Look, all the people I knew those times, they married young. They married without a car. They married without a house. Yes. Yeah. Where did this thing, where did this thing, these ideas, where did they come from? 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 Money was never the problem. Never. Yeah. Look, you can't follow if you can't copy. 
Because if you are walking and I say follow me, and you want to ride, there will be a problem. You either go ahead of me, or you have to wait whilst I'm walking and then catch up. We can't be at the same pace. So if you can't copy, take a step, you take, 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 take. You can't follow. And that's why many of us can't follow God. Because you are using your own methods, your own rules, your own skills. <laughs> I was advising somebody. I said, look, person was broke. Wanted to go and borrow. I said, don't borrow. Don't borrow. I said, do not borrow. I said, Pastor K, I don't, I don't even have money to eat. I said, yeah, fast. Fast. You know, because you see, borrowing, eh? You don't know. Just, just before the service began, I was talking to a gentleman who's in debt. He owes thousands of Ghana cities. Hundreds of thousands of Ghana cities. He said, Pastor, We are see we move. Or see, yari biye ni wa esin umia. Wait. Now see, even umia no. Yari baku wa esin umia. Your friend Eka. He said, Pastor, poverty is not good. But even in poverty, when you owe, you are in debt. Hey, you won't have any peace of mind. Peace of mind. He said, Eya, me me wa tome. Now before na ring, ah we ready. One call, it's like suddenly, Charlie. All the woos. Serious problem. Serious. So when God says that, don't borrow. Don't borrow. You think that? Oh, but I need money. But I need money. But you see, what you don't see is the end of that borrowing. The end of that borrowing. You see, as a pastor, I counsel a lot of people. And you will see many times people will get married and they have marital problems. You will see that there are most of the time people who have not lived by the word of God. Not led by the word of God. One day, a lady was advising my wife that they were talking. And then, I think this was even before we got married. He asked my wife, he said, Have you tested your beloved? He said, Tested. Well, what do you mean by tested? He said, Sure. You have to test and see something that you are going to be with for a long time. Hey! <laughs> 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 I 
Ghost. <laughs> hey, you see, but that's the ideas people have. <laughs> Don't you know that there are cars that you can test? But you move 30 minutes, the brake will fail. Don't you know? <laughs> so testing does not guarantee that the car will take you from Accra to Kumase. <laughs> Found it very interesting. He said, have you tested it? Oh, I said, no. The Bible says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we are in the Bible now, dear you. See that now? <laughs> you see, sometimes you think that you are smart. You are wiser than God. As I speak to you, that lady is divorced. Yes. Yeah. She tested before. <laughs> she tested. <laughs> she tested. And she thought that when she tests, she can see that, yes, that's what I want. And keep it forever. <laughs> oh, the Bible says that whosoever will try to save his life will lose it. But he that loses his life for my sake will find it. That's God's way. When I was in a relationship, I always felt like I was losing. Because when I meet my wife, my beloved that time, I see her lips. Something tells me, brother. I look at it, I say, oh, but kissing is not fornication. In fact, the Bible says, greet one another with the holy kiss. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'll be looking for scriptures to help their brother. <laughs> but I said, nah, I'm going to lose. If I can lose for the sake of Christ, I will find it. I'll find it. Last definition. And we'll be closing. Fourteen. Hey. Um, definition number three. It says to keep up with and understand. To keep up with and understand. Yeah. It says to keep up with and understand. As in an argument or a story. So when somebody says, do you follow me? It means that, do you understand what I'm saying? Are you following? Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you following? Do you get it? Yeah. So, 
according to this defin- definition, when Jesus told Simon Peter, follow me, what he was telling him was that, I need you to understand me. I need you to understand me and to keep up with me. One of the things I've seen is that it's very difficult to follow somebody you don't understand. Very difficult. Very difficult to follow somebody you don't understand. I mean, somebody comes, he says, follow me to where? He says, I don't know, I'll tell you as you are going along. He says, hey, you want to be sure where you are going. Should you take boots? Should you take a jacket? Will it be cold where we are going? You have not told me anything, but I should follow you. And you know when Jesus, one day Jesus was chatting with Peter. And he asked Peter, he said, Peter, Simon Bajo, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Then Peter started, and some, some of the disciples were talking. So some says, you are Isaiah. Some says, you are Jeremiah. Some says, you are one of the prophets. They said, who you, 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 you? Who do you say I am? Then Peter said that, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus told Peter, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this thing to you. He said, I can see that you have got a revelation about me. I believe that it's because of this revelation that even though Peter betrayed Jesus, he was still able to come back. Because sometimes when you are following somebody, you can, you can lag behind a bit. I mean, if you are following me, Pastor Patrick, follow me. And we are walking. Sometimes when I'm going to run, I may not tell you that I'm going to run. So I'm walking. But if you are following, when I start running, you see, there's a big gap. But if you also start running, you will catch up. So sometimes there can be some gap. But if you are really following, that's why sometimes you go through certain small, small, small sins. Certain things will pull you back. Certain things will worry you. Certain things. But you see, sometimes God is moving. But the pace at which God is moving, you are not catching up. Then sometimes you get into a service and they preach a hot message. You say, God, this one, I'm going to follow you. You know what? You are bridging the gap. Then you start running behind God. Then the following keeps continuing. So he says, following means that, are you, are you, do you understand God? So the Bible says that let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his mind. But let him that glory, glory in this, that he knoweth me and understands me that I am the God that exercise in loving kindness, in judgment upon the earth. He said, one of the things that you must boast about is your ability to understand him. Your ability to understand God. Because if you do understand God, you can't follow God. 
You know, there are many people who followed God in the Bible for the wrong things. When I read John 6, there were people who were following Jesus for miracles. And I find it amazing. Jesus went to the other side of the sea, in the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee is one of the deadliest seas. That's where the storms came in. That's because it's, it's, in, a, it's in a low-lying area. So there are a lot of currents in that sea. But the people followed him in boats. You would think that these people are people who, who like Jesus. No. They were, Jesus said, you people, it's because of miracles that you are following me. Yeah. People have followed Jesus. They were following him because of bread. because they are seeing Jesus turn five loaves of bread and two fish and the thing had become a lot say no this guy be like bread day in skin (laughs) say there's there's a lot of bread wrong reasons wrong reasons and even me as a pastor sometimes I see it there are people who have helped, sometimes pay their fees, sometimes help. But they, 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 they think that that is why, they, that, that's their relationship. <laughs> Where's that? And so they call me and say, I, I don't have money. That's the end. <laughs> they are following bread. <laughs> so when the bread is finished, finished with you. When you read John 6, when you go, go and read John 6. In the end, they abandoned Jesus because there was no bread. He said, ah, but we are following you. He said, yeah, you are following because he said, yes, but I mean, those days are forefathers, manna dropped from heaven. Yeah, when we're following God, manna dropped from heaven. So bring more bread. <laughs> more bread. Follow, understand. You know, this church, we must not be shallow. We must not be shallow. We must not be shallow Christians. We must be deep. People who read the word of God for themselves. Yeah. Don't be shallow. It's like small thing. No, they are just maybe you. One day, if I, as a pastor, I come here one day, I said, there's a poly tank here. There's a cup. Come. Let me wash all your sins away. And you line up. You are a fool. Scripture is that one. Scripture is that one. You see, in a country where the citizens don't know their rights, the government can take advantage of the, of the citizens. It's the same thing with Christians. When, when church members don't know, shallow, you don't know the word of God, your pastor can take advantage of you. Yeah. That I need to bath you. There's too much evil around you. I need to bath you. We must become deep. Look, let's know the word of God for ourselves. Let's have understanding about the word of God. Don't be tossed to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. A friend of mine called me that he has been invited to VGME. Do you know VGME? (laughs) And I told my friend, I said, don't go. I said, don't go. 
He said, oh, it's, 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 it's a gospel, it's a gospel slot. <laughs> he said, I'm going as a gospel artist. Do you understand? I said, do not go. Don't go. How can an unbeliever give you a gospel artist an award? The Bible says that promotion cometh not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is judge. I said, the person you are singing for, no human being should be able to give you an award for the person you are singing for. <laughs> Let God be the judge of your singing, not a human being. You see, and the funny thing about these things is that, look, anybody who can promote you can bring you down. If a human being lifts you up, that same human being can bring you down. (laughs) So today they say Pastor Patrick is the best gospel artist of the year. Next year, if you don't get it, it suddenly looks as though you are backslidden. Yeah. But meanwhile, maybe God is happy with you. But because a human being says this year you didn't get it, you feel like like God has let you down. No! (laughs) I said, I told him, I said, don't go. Do not go. Let God himself, he said, I'm the one. I open the door and no man can shut. I shut it and no man can open. Let God be the one dictating your life. Don't let a human being. Can you imagine somebody awarding Bishop Dagiwad Mills? Can you award Bishop Dagiwad Mills for the work he's doing? You can't. You cannot. On what basis? Evangelism, music, souls, books. How are you going to award him? Church planting, church buildings, pastors, bishops. How are you going to award him? Preachings, messages. Wow. <laughs> Come on. Let God be the judge. I have people who don't understand things. They just follow. You know, one day I had, I, had, I went for a conference, a housing conference. And three-day housing conference. When we finished the housing conference, they were giving awards. Hey, I was, I was sitting there. I was saying, hey, they called best architectural masterpiece in the city of Accra. Then somebody who, who said, hey, Charlie, when am I going to be there? Then they'll give best um, contemporary architect for... I was thinking about the thing. I said, hey, when am I going to be there? Then when we finished the program, a lady walked up to me. Then the lady said to me that, you know, next year we're going to be organizing the same awards and if you're interested in putting down your name so that we give you an award, the cost is $2,000. And I said, ah, oh, nale award. Ah, Look, many things that you see, they are not real. Many things that you see, they are not real. They are not real. <laughs> when God is happy with you, you know it. <laughs> yeah, you know it. When you are living right, you know it. 
You can be living in sin. Your pastor even loves you and is saying from the back of the pulpit that this is my favorite shepherd, but you know that you are living in sin. <laughs> yeah. It's more important than what your, your, your pastor is saying. Understanding. Understanding. We must understand God for ourselves. Have a deep understanding. You see, when you understand God, eh, look, you, 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 you won't easily be swept about. He told Peter, he said, hey, you have a revelation about me. He said, you are the son of the living God. You know, many people, they see God, when they, see, when they hear God in their mind, something says blessing. When they hear God, and so there are some people who ask, who is God? So, the one who can heal. <laughs> That's Jehovah, Rofi. So, who is God to you? So, he paid my fees when there was nobody to pay my fees. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. But you see, all those things, you know, one, one day I was telling somebody that signs and wonders, they are, they are supposed to lead you to God. God is not those signs or the wonders. They are, they are just effects or benefits of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, but sometimes people can see, they, say, they, they, they see God as the healer. So when God doesn't heal them, he's not God. They see God as a provider. So when God doesn't provide for them, he's not God. Last two weeks, when we closed service, I was going home, and then I met a brother. He said, he wants to talk to me. Guys, wasted 30, 35 minutes of my time. And the guy said to me, he said, Pastor, God has disappointed me. He said, Pastor, where I am in life, I've given God 24 hours. He said, if God doesn't move, Pastor, tomorrow I'll take my life. Do you know the first thing I said to him? I said, my brother, you are a fool. I said, you are a fool. You see, if you have ever spoken like that, I'm telling you the same thing. And I said to him, can you imagine, can you imagine, you are in your house. You have bought your bread, you are come to eat the following morning with tea. A mouse in your house wakes up at night, sees the bread, and then plants with it. The following morning, the mouse comes out and realizes that the bread has been taken. Then the mouse starts talking. Hey! Who came for this bread? If the person doesn't bring the bread, what I would do to this bread? The mouse is making noise, talking about bread that he didn't manufacture. I said, that is how you are behaving. I said, that is exactly how you are behaving. And sometimes you are so full of yourself, you have the, the audacity to question God. You see, you don't, you, don't, you don't understand God, that is why. When Paul got a certain revelation of God, he said, oh, the deaths 
age. He said, God is too big. He said, he said I can't even, it can't, it can't fit my mind. I said, it's like an ant in your house. Making noise. Why have they come to spray this place? <laughs> Who cries this place spraying the place? The house is not yours. The house that you are making noise in is not yours. audacity to tell God that you have given him 24 hours. I said, God can give you one minute. One minute, if you don't know. So we need to understand. Because you see, if you don't understand God, you can't follow God properly. You can't follow God properly. It will look like you are following, but let trouble shake small. You see that? No. It was because of something, but not because of him. Amen. But we are going to be good followers. We are going to follow. We are going to follow hard. Put your hands together. Stand to your feet. Let's bring our service to a close. Just close your eyes and begin to pray. Tell God that, God, I want to be a hard follower. I want to follow. I want to follow. I want to follow. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. I don't want to be like Judas. That was taken by money. Money must never be a substitute for a good relationship. Judas chose money over his relationship with Jesus. But today you want to pray. God, in tough times, Give me the grace to follow. Follow hard after you. Follow to the very end. When times are hard, the temptation not to follow will come.
what is happening? You want me to pray for you? Your energy for the things of God are going down. But you want God to rekindle that desire that you had for God. I want you to come and let me pray for you. You want new energy, new zeal, a restoration of the joy that you felt when you were saved. I want you to come and I'll pray with you.
if, 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 if God was to call you home today, you are not sure where you will spend eternity. You have never responded to this call. Jesus is calling you. He's calling you by name. He says, I want you to follow me. And he says, I'm taking you to a good place. He says, when I become your shepherd, you will not want. He said, I will lead you through green pastures. Even though you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will not fear. He said, I will be with you. My rod will comfort you. And so will my staff. He said, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He said, I'll anoint you. He said, your cup will run over. Only goodness and mercy will follow you. God is calling somebody. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you want to give your heart to Jesus, you want to respond to this call. You want to say, Father, I want to follow you. I want to give my life to you. I want to follow you. I've tried things my own way. They have all failed. But today, I want to follow you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You are like that. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Just stand where you are and lift up your right hand. And I'll pray with you. God bless you. I can see your right hand. God bless you. I can see your hand. You want to give your heart to Jesus. You want to say, I want to follow you, Jesus. If you have lifted up your hand, pray this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Today. I recognize, I recognize that, I'm a that I'm a sinner and that I don't know you. That I don't know but, today, but today, I come to you, I come to you. Just, as I am. just as I am. I ask you yes. to forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Come and live in my heart. Be the Lord and Master of my life. From today, I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Amen. Father, I pray for every hand that is lifted. I pray for everybody who is accepting you into their hearts as Lord and Master of their lives. Help them to follow you. To follow you. To follow you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. And you may take your seat. Thank you for listening. It was great having you. You're invited to fellowship with us at the Kadosh Morning Star Cathedral, Sakumono, upseats the regional Maritime University, off the Tema Beach Road. You can send a text via WhatsApp to 0546 5491 or 0548-961-323 for other messages. Follow us on social media, Jesus.com Kadosh on Facebook and Jesus underscore.com underscore Kadosh on Instagram. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. See you this Sunday at 1 p.m. Stay 
connected。